the painted world of Ariandel and presumably Ariamis, as well as any other paintings that may have come before, have long mirrored the outside world in many ways. The world within the paintings has cycles, just as the outside world does. But instead of trembling at the change as Gwyn and the gods did, the denizens of the painting embrace it for the sake of the world that comes next. In the outside world, the fire fades, but has long been continuously rekindled so that the age of fire doesn't die. But within the painting, the fire expands to consume the world so that it can be made anew. Sleep well, and allow me to weave you a tale of a slave knight who would sacrifice all to create a true haven for humanity, safely tucked away from the flame. When we meet Slave Knight Gale in the Cleansing Chapel, which is actually an interesting name, since we can assume that he's praying to the goddess Velka, as she is the mother to the Forlorn, and it's called the Cleansing Chapel, similar to how the statue of Velka herself cleanses those afflicted with a curse, but we won't start down that rabbit hole. Gale asks us to show his lady, the painter, flame, so that it can burn the rod away and she can create a new painted world. And while in Dark Souls 1 we didn't really get involved in the outcome of the painted world in such a way, it's important this time around as we'll soon learn that she intends to create a world with the Dark Soul itself. Gale also remarks that you have that same scent as the woman in reference to Elfrida, since you're both technically unkindled ash. And I think it's important to go over Sister Frida for a moment. Dark Souls has never really been a game about good and evil. Sure, things can look that way through certain perspectives, but I don't think those who we perceive as the bad guys are always necessarily bad. Take Frida, for example. By the way we see it, she came into the painting, convinced Father Ariandel to stifle the flame, and lords over it, not allowing things to change. Similar in a way to Gwyn, I suppose. Is that bad? Probably. Maybe from a lot of angles, but think about where Frida came from. One of the leaders of the Sable Church, she had dedicated her life to finding the Lord of Hollows and bringing on an Age of Man. She is also an unkindled, which means that she tried and failed to link the flame. Or probably more likely, she tried to wrest the flame from its mantle, as the Sable Church intended, and then failed. Further evidenced by the burns upon her face. The whole ordeal of her failure was probably incredibly painful and embarrassing. Then the bells toll, and she finds herself back, scarred and haunted by her past, and the idea of having to return to it. 
So she runs and runs until she finds herself drawn into the painted world. Somewhere she's seemingly safe from the outside world. She convinces the father to hide the flame away, so now she doesn't have to worry about her responsibilities in the outside world or about being burned alive again, since she has basically outlawed the flame here in the painted world of Ariandel. So again, was what she did bad? Maybe, but it seems apparent to say she didn't do it to be bad or as some grand evil design. She, like a lot of characters in this world, are simply scared and haunted by their pasts, and the fact that basically most things want you dead. So they do whatever they believe necessary to hide themselves from that torture and fear. And I know this was a little off topic, but I've ruminated on that idea a lot, about there not necessarily being a good and evil in Dark Souls and felt using an example of Sister Frida was at least in context with this video. Once we free the painter and defeat Frida, the world sets ablaze, and the painter waits for Gale to return to her with the pigment for her next world, the pigment of the dark soul of man, of which she says will be a cold, dark, and very gentle place. This description, I believe, is indicative of the true haven of humanity it will be. Cold and dark seems to imply the absence of flame, the one thing that has dictated all of life since the beginning. And to live within a world free of it would be quite freeing indeed. And this only works if the world is created with the antithesis of the flame which would of course be the dark soul, or the darkness of humanity, which for too long has been shackled by the gods and the flame. So a cold, dark, and gentle place quite accurately describes the dark soul. Even Manus's soul that went wild with humanity is described as a gentle lump of humanity. So I can think of no better description for a world created specifically for those who hold pieces of the dark soul within them. And this was what was being fought for, and was worth being fought for. Gale was a slave knight used in the war against the ancient dragons. And these slave knights have been around since the dawn of the Ringed City and has been under the oppression of fire for likely as long as he can remember. But he serves a new purpose now, to help create a world free of binding, probably even more so than a true Age of Darkness would be. So he sets out to bring the Dark Soul to his lady. But ultimately we know he would fail because we learn that the blood of the Dark Soul has long dried up and could never be used as a pigment for painting. That leaves Gale with a singular choice, to consume the Dark Soul himself so that his blood can become the blood of the Dark Soul. 
though he knows he'll be corrupted by it. So he leads the unkindled one through the ringed city, knowing that they're the only one left that possesses the strength to kill him once he becomes uncontrollable and more powerful than ever. Then they both meet at the ends of the world and time, atop a sea of ash, and the fate of the Dark Soul and all humanity hangs in the balance. After the Unkindled defeats Gale, they take the blood of the Dark Soul to the Painter to create the next painted world, a truer home for humanity than ever before. But without Gale, all of this fails. Without his sacrifice, his knowledge of things that are and things to come, there would be no pigment, no new painting. Despite all that he had lived through, and perhaps all that he deserved, he made a sacrifice, not unlike Lord Gwyn, to make a better life for his people. But of course, in the context of our perspective of the world, Gale's sacrifice was for the better, while Gwyn's was for the worst. But all that begs is the endless debate of good and evil and how it can continue to exist in that world. But that matters not, I think. Dark Souls becomes largely about the story of the individual and their journey and fight. Not always for themselves, but for their families, their people, their religion, or the will of the individual. It's all about the collective tragedies of those who exist in this world. And as the spell Pursuers reads, the will feels envy, or perhaps love. And despite the inevitably trite and tragic ending, the will sees no alternative, and is driven madly towards its target.